My name is Jeff Bishop, and I live in Kirkland, Washington, with my wife, Carrie, and my son, David. We've done a lot in this organization, and our future is very bright. However, we have a number of significant challenges that we're going to need to undertake in this organization to achieve our three- to five-year strategic plan. Partnering together, we can greatly achieve success for everyone. I would appreciate your vote at this year's annual convention. Thank you. Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome in. Take my hand. Say hello to who you know and who you don't and who you can. We'll give promise to your springtime and beginnings to your ends. We'll try not to be cautious, we'll be friends. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Visibilities. <laughs> Good evening. I'm, we're, we're kind of changing the tables around tonight, and so I will be hosting um, the call, and Phyllis Burson is going to be facilitating it, and so I am going to turn this over to my good friend and a longtime ACB member and so many other things. We, I could go on for 20 minutes with Phyllis's credentials, but I'm going to welcome Phyllis to Visibilities with our first collaborated uh, program between Visibilities and the Metropolitan Washington Ear. So good evening, Phyllis. It's all good yours. Good evening. Am I unmuted, I hope? You are. Okay, good. Hi, everybody. Welcome. Tonight, we're going to talk about sleep. And uh, my first hope is that nobody goes to sleep during this hour. But if you do, please don't snore. So tonight, we're going to talk about sleeping and not sleeping and all those kinds of things. We are not going to do streaming tonight because we're going to do a program about that in two weeks. So any questions you have about dreaming or nightmares, please hold those off. The first thing now, uh, let's see. Carrie, would you like to explain what people can do to unmute themselves if they have comments or questions? Sure. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, if you are on your PC, to raise your hand with Alt Y. On a Mac, you want to um, raise your hand with Option Y. If you are on the um, the yeah the smartphone app. Raise your hand is under the more button in the lower right corner. And to raise your hand on a landline phone, it is uh, star nine. And Thank you, if you Carrie. and I don't know if you want to do the uh, mute and unmute to mute. Sure. To mute and unmute on your computer, it's Alt-A. On the Mac, it's uh, Command-Shift-A. On the app, uh, the, the, uh, it's in the, on the more, on the lower, it's in the lower left-hand corner. And on the landline phone, it's star six. Okay, very good. And I'm hoping that people will bring their questions and comments as we go through the hour. Because if you do that, that helps me know really what things you are particularly interested in. So I will start by talking about the cycles of when we go to sleep, but please feel free at any time to start asking any questions you have about sleep. 
sleep is something that uh, is obviously very important. Actually, it means survival. There is actually a disease in which people cannot sleep, and they develop that at some point in their lives, and unfortunately, they die because we all need sleep. It's very important. We spend perhaps a third of our lives in bed, maybe less than that, maybe more, depends on the person. The uh, recommendations these days are that adults should be getting between seven and eight hours of sleep. And as you get older, it's more like seven or up to seven and a half. Children obviously need more, but as we get older, we do need a little bit less sleep. It does very important things while you sleep. It Many hormones are active while you sleep, and it is consolidating things that you've learned during the day. It's consolidating your memory. Also, it's taking unnecessary things that you don't need to remember and helping you forget them so that you aren't overburdened with too many things to think about. It also takes care of your emotions and settles you down, does some sort of problem solving related to your emotions. So it does many, many things. When we first go to sleep, we are in what's called light sleep. We are barely asleep, and it's very easy to wake us up if we're just dropping off to sleep. And then so- I have a question. Pardon? I have a question. Sure. How in the heck do you go to sleep when you want to go to sleep, when you can't go to sleep? I mean, it just don't work that easy. I haven't, I haven't gone to normal sleep I, I, probably in over 20 years. And uh, uh, my mom, when she can sleep, she can sleep all the time. And and, and we, we laugh at her because uh, not in a funny way. Uh, it, it, it was a good way because we we, we didn't understand why why she could sleep so much. So, so we. Um, I buy a lot of go. I cannot go to sleep. I I I just can't. And 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 I've been that way since I was a little child. Well, what is your what is your name? What is your name? Jerry. You're and Jerry. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna tell you. I'm, I've been this way and with a little child. And and I, I, I when people become expert or tell people something, this thing goes on. It's a lifetime issue. It's not a short time issue. Right. Right. Well, you're talking about insomnia, which is the most common problem that people have with sleeping. And many, many people do have that problem. Now, when you say your mother can sleep, uh, you said, but we can't. So there must be somebody else in your family who's also maybe has trouble with sleeping, but it's uh, the way we sleep is actually partly genetic. It's partly inherited, but the majority of it is not inherited, but a large 30 or 40 to 30 percent is inherited, whether or not you have insomnia, and it is a big problem for many people. There are many causes, and there are many solutions to it. But it's nothing to be laughed at, I'm quite aware. And you're saying you've had it since you were a child. And that's also very common to to start out, even when you're young, having insomnia. Now, how much would you say you sleep a night, Jerry? I sleep and wake up every night. Many times. Many times you wake up. Yes. Okay. That's also, that's part of insomnia, right? Yes. 
So there are, okay, um, there are many reasons for that. It actually starts when you're in the daytime. One of the things that keeps people awake is being anxious about going to sleep and about having things on your mind that are hard to get off your mind. So it's hard to settle down and go to sleep. Do you find that, Jerry? I, I, no. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. It, 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 it would take many hours for for us to do that. Yeah, we can't. We can't. Do, we can't you, solve no, all no, this. No, no, no. Obviously, no, no, no. I, 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 I don't agree with that. I, I, uh, I'm just saying the thing. <clears throat> when I was a little child, like you know, you know, eight, you know, under ten years old. I would like mm-hmm. to sleep with a radio next to me. I like something. And I do the same thing when I when I go to bed at night mm-hmm. today, today. I I, I always like to go with a picture screen. And I'm playing an old time radio show and and, and I right. fall asleep in it and then and I set the sometime I'll set the time to uh, one hour, you know, and shut down. Next day, I mm-hmm. wake up. You know, that's that's the way I do things. Right. There, there are actually two kinds of insomnia, and some people have both. Some people have trouble going to sleep. You lie in bed and you just can't get to sleep. And then some people, like you're describing, wake up several times during the night and have trouble getting back to sleep. Now, almost all of us actually wake up during the night. Some people don't don't remember it or realize it, but most of us do because of what we're doing when we're sleeping is going back and forth between light sleeping and very deep sleeping. And then when you go back into light sleeping, you actually slightly wake up in between those cycles. And that is the time when people tend to wake up. And if you can get back to sleep very quickly, then you're okay. Can't. That is then the things that is insomnia. Our sleep cycle usually lasts about 90 minutes. So after you go to sleep, you have you wake up or you tend to wake up about 90 minutes after you go to then you go to another cycle and you wake up about 90 minutes later and so forth so uh, there are as i say there are many reasons if you are waking up um one of the things is that if you have to go to the bathroom do it quickly In other words, don't wait, don't lie in bed, because the longer you lie in bed half awake, you will wake up, you will wake yourself up, and then you will have more difficulty getting back to sleep. Or if you start thinking about things that... You you make me laugh on that one, because I go through that a lot of times. Right, yeah. And, and we lie there and we think, oh, I should get up. But it's best to actually do it, get it done. I, 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 I say, oh, no, no. Finally, because it's aggravating your brain. Mm-hmm. You have to get up and go to the bathroom. Right. You know, right. Okay. Okay, Jerry. Um, does anybody else have a question at this point? Yes, this is Beth. Hi. Uh, thank you so much for doing this. I'm really enjoying it. Could you please go over the stages of sleep? And also, are you aware of non-24 sleep-wake disorder, which the blind, totally yes. blind people, 70%. Okay, the stages of Thank That's you. right. That's right. Um, so the stages are first you go into very light sleep and then a little bit less light, but still light. Then you go into deeper sleep, 
And then you're going to really deep sleep where you have what are called delta waves. Then you come out of that to some extent, and then you have what's called REM sleep, which is the where you dream. That's the last part of the cycle. And when you're sleeping at night, at first, you have more deep sleep. You have longer deep sleep and pretty short dreaming. And then as the night goes on, you have less deep sleep and you have more and more dreaming, which is why we can remember dreams more in the morning because that's the time, first of all, when there's more dreaming. And usually when you wake up, you're waking up from either the dream state or you've already gone into the really light state of sleep. Now, let's talk for a moment about non-24. Yes, it's very common for people who are totally blind, either people who are born totally blind or lose their sight later. And so even if you have had your sight and you lose it, you can still get non-24. What that means is um, we have circadian rhythm, meaning that we have in our brains a clock that keeps track of what time it is and is on a basically 24-hour cycle. It's actually slightly more, and it differs a bit from person to person. So it's set so that we will wake up and then go back to sleep in about 24 hours. However, if you have no vision, the, the way this is stimulated, the main way it's stimulated is by light. So if you have no light coming in, then you, you tend not to reset your, your cycle. It's set at 24 hours, about, but it has to be reset each day by the light that comes in. So if you don't have that light, you might get off, let's say the first day you might get off 10 minutes just because you're you're set for 24 hours, maybe in 10 minutes. Well, that's pretty much the same. Next day, you may be 20 minutes off. Then you may be 30 minutes off. So as time goes on, your sleep phase, the time when you really want to sleep, gets turned into the daytime when everybody else is up and moving and working and going to school and doing everything. And here you are wanting to sleep, the basis for it. Now, if you wait long enough, then it goes around and eventually it gets back to being at the same recording in progress. Gets back to being at the same cycle as everyone else. So it's periodically a problem and then it goes away. So, but the one good thing is that besides light, there are other things that can reset your daily rhythm. They aren't as strong as light, but they can really. And they are having a regular schedule, eating at the, at the same time, exercising at the same time. In other words, having a routine. So if you Keep yourself on a schedule, even though you have non-24, and get up and eat breakfast at the same time every day and lunch at the same time and dinner, that will help. And if you do your exercising during the day and so forth. So there are things you can do. There is also one medication that you can take. Beth, I, I assume you think you have non-24. Is that correct? Oh, I'm there? sorry. She's muted now. I just, okay. I just unmuted. Thanks. Um, I have always, since I was, oh, I don't know, a few years old, I've always had a very, very hard time getting to sleep. And I don't know, I probably got four or five hours of sleep as a, even as a kid. My doctor 
the doctor I had then, he's since retired, he said, why don't you start melatonin? It has really, really helped me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you take it every day? Yes. Okay. Yep. And it about, an hour before, about an hour or so before I'm planning on going to bed, I take the melatonin. Right. Right. Okay. Um, I think that I have non-24. And it sometimes it's fine and sometimes it's not. So I sometimes take melatonin if I think that my schedule is, is off. And I have found it helpful. And the one medication that uh, is okayed for this is actually related to melatonin in that it goes into the same receptors in your brain as melatonin does. So I'm glad to hear that that helps. And being regular actually helps all insomnia, but it particularly does help people that have non-24 staying in a routine. Phyllis? Yeah. Um, we have we have another we we have two questions one from me and one from the other Beth Beth from New Mexico and I'm wondering with the non twenty four medication I know my husband looked at that a few, several years ago and it was not recommended for anyone over sixty five at that time is that still the case do you know I don't know. If it's recommended for people over 65, but I do know that there are more side effects for people over 65. So, and people over 65 tend to have other medications and so forth. So I think it's much more questionable for older people to just add one more medication. And sometimes, you know, like, let's say, I happen to know your husband is tired, I mean, people can move their schedules around to some extent. If you don't have to be nine to five job, you can sort of manage when you schedule things and how you do things so that you can work around it. But I think it is much more difficult for people over 65, yes. Thank you. Let me also tell you, you've got three questions. And the first one, the first one will be from Beth. Okay, Beth. Beth, too. Okay. Yes, I had heard that that non-24 medicine had um, weird side effects, like uh, suicide ideation and stuff like that. Now, melatonin has very, has helped me a lot. My problem is I'm a night owl anyway. I'll go to sleep like at 2 o'clock or 3 o'clock in the morning, and then I'll wake up like at 5.30, and I can't get back to to sleep for nothing. And I don't know why that is sometimes. I'm like, oh, no. Well, I would say you're, you're you're definitely not getting enough sleep, obviously. Unless you're taking that naps. doesn't happen. A lot of times, I can go on a regular sleep cycle, but then I don't know. Just out of the clear blue, I'll start doing that, and then so I'll start taking the melatonin again. And but I don't know what throws my uh, sleep sleep patterns off like that. No, oh. I can I can see light and things like that, but. Um, I don't know. And then and then like you say you start thinking about things and and then you don't get anywhere. <laughs> that that's that is correct. So a lot of what causes us problems at night is really what's happening in the daytime that we get things on our minds and then we have trouble getting them off of our minds when we want to go to sleep. Now, uh there are people that can see that have non-24. And so you're saying you see light. Maybe you do have non-24 anyway. And I think melatonin can be very useful for that. Now, some people have side effects with taking fairly large doses of, of melatonin. But 
it's something that our body itself creates. So in a way, it's a natural substance, even though you, you may be at it. And what happens is that if we don't get enough darkness, enough change from light darkness, then the melatonin, which is created in our pineal gland, doesn't get created. In other words, there's less of it. So it may be sensible to add melatonin so that you get up to what you would get if you were more sensitive to the light. They say you can take anywhere up to 10 milligrams, right, per night? Well, I what I've seen is 0.5 to 5, but, I mean, people vary, so I, I don't know what you've been prescribed. You will... Uh, I was prescribed point three, and then and then she gave me two of those, mm-hmm. and then so now I don't even get them really prescribed anymore because I have to pay for them anyway. Well, just, so I just go them get them the from sure. over the counter. That's right. Just buy them over the counter, right? So, okay. Yes. Uh, Larry Thank you, Ga- Larry Gassman, our. Streamer also has a question. Okay, Larry. Hi, Larry. Uh, This has to do not so much with 924 because I I don't have it. I'm pretty sure I I go like crazy during the day. I retired in October from a job that kept me going from maybe 5, 5.30 in the morning. And by 10 o'clock, I was pretty much done. And I would lay down and turn on the stream, Victor Reader. And within five minutes, I'm generally asleep. Five to ten minutes max, maybe. My issue was that I'd wake up at 5 or 5.30 for the job, and that still continues today. And I'm wondering if you have any suggestions as to how to fix that. Okay. In other words, you're going to bed at 10? About 10, 10, 10.30. And I'm waking up at 10 p.m. Yeah. And you're waking up at 5.30. Like 5.30 still, yeah. And I hear my twin brother who now lives with me after my wife passed away, and I hear him getting up for work, but still. He tries to be quiet, and I'd like to be able to sleep till six, six thirty, seven. After all, that's, that's something easy. you do. Well, anyway, what do you have an answer for me? Well, uh, I don't have one answer yeah, for you. Right. It may be that you're for, you're probably going into lighter sleep when it gets close to five thirty. Uh-huh. And if you hear your brother getting up, that's one thing that might wake you up. Another thought I have is you might try going to bed a little later and see if that makes you get up a little later. Okay, so it's nothing internally that I'm doing like an internal clock issue or anything. It's it's as simple as just changing my patterns of going to bed and waking up that would do it. Well, I'm not sure if it's an internal clock, but but there are things that you can try, Mm -hmm. yes, to to create, a, I mean, it sounds like you're getting enough sleep. You're getting yeah. seven and a half hours of sleep. Which for me is But if you want to wake up later, you might want to go to bed later. Just as for people who want to wake up earlier, you might want to go to bed earlier. Yeah. I mean, you, you have some control over that. Thank you. I will try that. Okay. All right. Uh, somebody so else? Phyllis, I think you might want to ask people to make their question as brief as possible because right now you've got six raised hands. Okay. I think this I think this call could go on for three hours. <laughs> well, who's next? Yeah, the next one would be Deanna Noriega. Deanna, you can add Diana, me. Diana, sure. Hi, Deanna. Yeah. Sure. I got tested when <clears throat> they were first asking for volunteers for non-24 and it was interesting um i had to you know go through the whole process and they decided i had it but i had a rare variety of it so i wasn't a good candidate for the 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 clinical trials i wake up 15 minutes earlier every day until i'm completely out of sync um which makes me um get tired um well, in the worst part of my cycle, I'm probably getting tired about three in the afternoon. So I have to drink, you know, strong cup of tea, eat a cookie, do something to to get my 
my functioning back so I could finish my day at work. And then I, you know, then I can't, you know, some, it's not too bad when it, when I start dragging at five because I'm usually at home and, you know, I can throw something together and eat and just go to bed early. But it is a mess when you're out of cycle. It, it is a mess. I completely agree. And so have you tried Phyllis, I'm afraid we're not hearing you. You're not hearing me. There, oh, there that's better, are. much better. Okay. Have you tried melatonin, Deanna? No, I haven't. Um, okay. I've thought might, about it. Yeah. Yeah. You might. I mean, it's not. Why not try it? You know. Yeah. And and also, I think, you know, what you're saying is you're you're giving a perfect example of what non twenty four is like. That it changes every day, mm-hmm. and that and it's a matter of somehow you working around it unless you want to take that medication. And yeah. I don't even know how successful that would be. But. Well, it wasn't recommended um, for me. So what mm-hmm. I do is I just keep a very strict routine and go to bed at the same time and, you know, get up at the same time, which since I'm a guide dog handler, yeah, I have to get up at six in the morning because I've, I have an older 11 year old dog who isn't a working dog anymore. And, yeah. uh, you know, he's beginning to lose control if he doesn't get out right exactly. at six. So, exactly. yeah, I, I just set alarms and make myself, okay, it's time to take your medication. It's time to get ready for bed, you know. Yes. In other words, you make yourself stay on schedule as much as you can, which mm-hmm. is what we all need to do, especially if we have non-24. That's exactly right. Yes. Is there somebody else? David Kingsbury. Yes. Yes. yes good evening. Um, I'm wondering the non-24, the medication from Vonda uh, Pharmaceuticals, what does that do? How does that operate differently on your body than the melatonin? I will say that I don't know. What I do know is that it goes into the same receptors in your brain that melatonin goes into. So I do not know the answer to the question, but you could look it up or, you know, call Vanda and find out. But it, but it seems to me it's somewhat similar because it goes into the same receptors. There are two melatonin receptors. And it uh, goes into both of those just as melatonin. Okay, somebody else. Area code 918, ending in 292. Okay. Hi, my name's Allison. Okay. And um, I'm not sure whether I, I think I have non-24, but it's kind of a moot point because I'm 71, so I wouldn't be taking that drug anyway. Uh, my doctor has prescribed uh, trazodone, which I think is the generic for Deserel, and I take um, and I take Tylenol PM because I have arthritis, and that's part of why I wake up. But I have found that that as much as I hate it, exercising really has helped. Um, I have a very simple walking treadmill, and I have a recumbent bike and i try and do both every day um so that has helped i haven't well i tried melatonin at one point but i didn't know whether i could take it with the trazodone and i wasn't willing to (laughs) not take the trazodone right trazodone is a very common sleep medicine that people are given and uh it's uh, also an antidepressant and so, you know, if that helps you, great. The actual, the, the organizations that treat insomnia all seem to say that the first treatment for insomnia is uh, behavioral cognitive treatment for insomnia. But if that doesn't help you enough, and we haven't gone into that at this point, if that doesn't help you enough, then you know, see what medications are available. Exercise is very good for creating sleep. Now, one thing about sleep is that when we wake up, as the day progresses, 
we get what is called sleep pressure. That means that as the day goes on and you haven't slept, you feel more and more like you need to sleep. And it's actually a brain thing. Again, it's homeostasis, which is trying to keep you on target. And so that is one of the reasons that if you stay up long enough, you get sleepy and tired. And one of the things about insomnia, by the way, is that it's not a good idea to go to bed until you are actually sleeping. Not just when you're, oh, well, it's 7.30, I guess I better go to bed. But try to stay up until you're sleepy because that is the time when you're more likely to go to sleep. But exercise, yeah, go ahead. That's counterintuitive to what you said about maintaining a schedule, isn't it? Um, well, no, it's, it's not because perhaps you can get yourself to get up at the same time. That's the most important. Get up, eat your breakfast, do some exercise, get some light in, in the morning, if you can. And then, um, if you are, but if you aren't sleepy at night, you're just going to lie in bed and not sleep anyway, so you won't be able to get up. Actually, one of the treatments for insomnia, which we don't really have time to go into, is restricting sleep. So if somebody says, I actually lie in bed for seven hours, but I only sleep for five hours, one of the things they do is say, okay, we're going to start you out by not letting you go to bed until five hours before you want to get up. Because that way, you're going to be sleeping more of the time that you're in bed. So, no, not, not really. But it is important, if you are getting near the end of the day, to do things to slow yourself down, to wind down, so that you are ready to go to sleep. That's very important. You've all heard you know, don't have blue light, shut off your electronics. Or if you can't shut them off completely, then get some of those glasses that take out the blue light. And, you know, don't exercise at night. Don't drink coffee or alcohol and, you know, all those things, caffeine. So. You won't be Zimbabwe. Are you ready for your next you, call? You, it's important to think about in the evening. Yes, I am. Who's okay, next? Deborah Armstrong. You Hi, Deborah. Deborah, you can should be able to unmute. Can you hear me now? Yes, yes I can. So some books on insomnia tell you that you should not nap during the day. Yet Europeans have been napping during the day, you know, for centuries. And some books do tell you that napping during the day is a good idea. Um, why, why do sleep scientists have different opinions about this? And what do you think? Okay, I, I understand there are different opinions. I'm, I've thought about that myself. Because, uh, first of all, Part of the reason that in some countries they nap is because it's very hot during the middle of the day. That's one, one thing. But there also is research that at least for older people, taking a short nap is good for their cardiovascular system, good for their heart. Uh, one thing that they say is if you take a nap, take a short nap. For example, maybe 20 minutes. Now, I have trouble with that. If I go to sleep and take a nap, I'm down for an hour and a half. So I cannot follow that. But I think that there are, the reason they say don't take naps is because that gets rid of the pressure to sleep in the evening. But I think that, for example, if you have non-24, you may need to nap in the afternoon at certain points of time. So I, I think that that's something that is somewhat ambiguous. But there are benefits to it, but there are problems. I used to work somewhere where one of the people who worked there would take what he called a power nap. And what that meant was 
he would sit in his chair at work and hold a key and he would nap until the key dropped to the floor and he heard it <laughs> and it woke him up. But, you know, there, there are also times of the day when we feel more like napping, right, right after lunch in the early to mid-afternoon, especially if we eat carbohydrates for lunch. And I don't know how many of you, I've sat in so many seminars after lunch, I'm nodding off. You know, in the, so, so I think it's something that we have to make our own decisions about is napping. Okay, next. Okay, our next one is Sharon Strakowski. Okay. Hi, Phyllis. Thank you for yes. being with us tonight. Uh, my question um, is about going to sleep and anxiety. And I have gone back and forth as to whether to use white noise or to try to go with silence. And I um, just wonder what your take is on whether white noise is a good thing or not a good thing. I have ultimately tried to go with silence now. Uh, I mean, I still hear other sounds around me, but I think for me, the white noise makes me a little more anxious. And I just wondered if you've had any anecdotal experience with that. Thank you. Well, I think it's a personal choice because white noise is helpful for some people or noise of the ocean is helpful <laughs> for some people or soft music or, you know, different, different things are helpful for different people. So certainly if it makes you more anxious, don't do it. Go, try to get silence when you go to sleep. Now you may need, since you're telling me you hear noise around you, one of the things you can do is even get earplugs so that you can get rid of some of that noise. One of the things that's recommended is to make your room as dark as possible with dark blinds or curtains and sound down as much as possible. So anything you can do to give yourself, you know, less stimulation is good. And uh, there, there are many, many parts to that. For example, actually we go to sleep when our body is slightly cooling down. So one of the things that is sometimes helpful for people is to take a shower or bath at night then after you get it, not, not a cold shower, not ending with cold, but after you get out, you've warmed up, and then your body will cool down, and cooling down is one of the prerequisites for going to sleep. So there are lots of things like that that can help you. And if you're feeling anxious, one of the things is, for example, if you're thinking to yourself, Oh, I should have done those dishes, or I should have, you know, what am I going to do about Henry or all those things? Well, first of all, if you can actually finish the tasks, like do the dishes <laughs> before you get ready for bed, that kind of thing is helpful. If you have things that are on your mind, actually writing them down and saying, all right, this is my list that I will put away tonight and I will take up tomorrow can be very helpful. So doing your do list for tomorrow, but then putting it away and saying, okay, I can't really do anything more tonight. I've done all I can is sometimes helpful. There, Many, many people have anxiety, which keeps them from going to sleep. Our next, yes, our next one is Carla Hayes. You can unmute. Hi, Carla. Can you hear me? Yes. Good. Um, one of the other questioners almost asked the question that I'm ask going to ask them, um, and that is about the difference between, you know, silence and um, having something playing. Sometimes if I'm laying and it's quiet and I hear a, a noise, I wonder what the noise is, and it bothers me. But 
Um, I wonder if it's better to maybe um, have Alexa on and um, is it better to maybe have something playing really softly, but tell her to set an hour sleep timer so that, you know, I can go to sleep and then it'll become silent or is it best to sleep or is it bad if she stays on all night? Is having something in the background going to interfere with, um, you know, a deep sleep? It's better if she turns off after an hour because you can wake up several hours later and this thing will wake you up, you know, and you can, uh, I don't know if Alexa will do that. Yes, but she does. It, okay, that's a, that's a great idea. I think it's personal, makes you feel better. If you are hearing noises and they bother you, then it's better not to just have silence because you're going to hear creaking of your house or, you know, whatever, and be concerned about it. It's better to have some soft music or something like that. For example, I find if I listen to my radio at night, that's not good because I'm listening to some talk show and I'm getting interested in the subject, and that keeps me awake. But if I have my Victor reader and I'm reading a not terribly exciting book, and it kind of drones on, then eventually I go to sleep. So you have to find and try out what puts you to sleep. But okay. yes, I think it's better if something shuts off. Yes. Okay. That that's That's very helpful. And by the way, thank you for doing this program. Sure. Sure. Uh, Doug's iPhone. You can... Ask you a question? Yes, I want to thank you very much for this uh, presentation, and I'll try to make it quick. Um, I am was a low partial. I'm in my 50s, and about two weeks ago, I became totally blind. So my non-24 sleep problems have really gotten worse. Um, what I'm wondering is if, say, sitting outside for 15 minutes a day at a the same time or like sitting in front of one of those uh, light lamps that they kind of recommend for uh, um, people that are depressed. Um, if that would help the non 24 or um, if I would just be getting, you know, the benefits of vitamin D is this going to have any Would doing that make any uh, 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 benefit to my non 24 by being in the sun or the heat lamp every day at the same time. Thank you. My belief is that if you can't see light, then you are not getting the benefit of the light coming through and helping out your non-24. You are, of course, getting sunlight. And if you're sitting outside, you're getting nature, which is a very nice thing and soothing and pleasant, which is all good. But I don't think you're getting the light uh, through your eyes if you can't see it at all. That's my understanding. And, you know, I, I could be wrong. I haven't asked a scientist oh, no, that. No, 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 no. But I think that that's pretty much true. But remember, there are other things you can do. You can keep the rest of your schedule on, and you can exercise in the morning, especially, or, you know, earlier in the day and so forth. You can keep yourself awake in the day by, you know, doing whatever you have to do, like Deanna's drinking a cup of tea or, you know, having coffee in the morning, whatever keeps you awake and moving. Moving is very important, so forth. But I don't, I don't think you're going to get the benefit of the light because that comes through your retinas. Okay. Patty Slabby. Patty. And then there's one more after Patty, and then um, you can get back to your program because we're getting on in time. We uh, have ten min- We have less than 10 minutes left. Patty. Hey, I'm Phyllis. Um, I, I suffer with non-24, and I figured out a few things that the Alexa really helps a lot. I run a soft noise an hour before going to sleep. I read boring books. Sometimes when it's really, really hot, I 
throw the pillowcase in the freezer so that you can put that on your pillow so it's cool when you start. I also run the ceiling fan, which really helps. And to keep your room cool really helps me a lot. But my question is, what about the use of weighted blankets? Oh, weighted blankets can be very helpful to people, some people. Some people really like that. Yes. Uh, and, and also, as far as the fan goes, some people like the noise of the fan, you know, to, to create kind of a white noise for them, as well as keeping the room cool. Actually, they recommend that the temperature of the room be between 60 to 67. You might not want it that cool, but that's what is recommended. Commend it. And that is, what I, that is what I do. <laughs> yeah, that's what my, you do. My fan is actually quiet. So. Yeah, right, right. Well, that's important. You've got to get your, your body into a quiet state and your mind in a quiet state. So also, if you are lying in bed and you are feeling anxious about it, you can do some of these things like progressive muscle relaxation, where you tense up your muscles, uh, you, you start you, either with your head or your foot, and you do like, say, I'm going to tense my feet, hold that for a few seconds, and then relax. Tense my lower legs, hold that for five seconds, and then relax as much as I can. Do something like that. That is one of the things that is helpful, those kinds of things where you relax yourself, very often useful for people. So you have to think about your environment. Make your environment as conducive to sleep as you can. And go ahead. I was just going to, I'm sorry, I thought you were finished. I was going to give you the next call. Give me the next one. Area code 650. Ending in one five five. Yeah, this is Roger Peterson. Hi, Roger. And I, I just want to say that I think I'm going to get a, a tape of Phyllis reading to me to, to go to sleep. Uh, but anyway, uh, I use I've been using melatonin for a long time, and one lady that seemed quite knowledgeable that ran a health food store told me to take valerian root too at the same time. And that, I don't know whether that's help, helpful, but it seems to be. But, of course, Phyllis and I know that having taken graduate courses in psychology, that that the pineal gland is where the soul and the body come together. Right? Right, Phyllis? Right. <laughs> right. So, so I don't know about, I mean, I, I don't know that valerian root is helpful, but if it's helpful, use it. You know, whatever whatever is helpful, use it. Be experimental. It smells kind of funny, but it doesn't hurt you, I don't think. <laughs> what? It smells kind of funny, but it doesn't hurt you, I don't think. <laughs> Probably not. I, I don't know. You know, there are so many supplements, I can't keep up with them all. But, right. Uh, but, that you know, that's a good suggestion for people to find out about. And do a little experimenting. And try to figure it out, whether or not you want noise in your background or whether you want complete silence. And as I said, you can try earplugs. You can. And the other thing is, if you're sleeping with someone, sometimes you have to communicate with that person about uh, how much they know take over the bed or move around. People can't help it. Everyone moves around in their sleep quite a bit. So they can't stop that, but that may not bother you. Or if your partner snores, you might want to make sure that they have that checked out because that, as you know, is rather dangerous. So that needs to be checked out or maybe you even need to sleep in separate beds or separate rooms if you have people that snore in your household i remember somebody saying that they could hear their father snoring all through the house as they were growing up which of course kept a lot of other people awake 
Do we have any more questions? We do. We have, um, let me just, Jesse Rail. Okay, you can unmute, and then I. There's one more. If this is quick, there's one more. If not, I'm afraid this will have to be our last one. Okay, Jesse. Um, I'm going to be very brief. Um, I have studied this extensively. I have a doctoral degree in psychology, but um, one of the things that they are finding out is your skin can absorb some of the light that the eyes. Um, typically does. So exposure to light, light lamps, um, sunlight, that type of thing is is a very good thing, especially in the morning. When you first get out of bed, the faster you can expose yourself to light, the better off you may be because it says to the body, it's time for you to wake up. Then about an hour before you want to be asleep, don't expose yourself to any light. So yes, our skin does absorb some of the light um and also valerian root and gaba are two very good good um substance for or supplements for helping sleep and i've had non-24 ever since i was a child <laughs> drove my mother crazy yes okay well that's <laughs> good that's good information about your skin i will have to read up on that because yeah. Absolutely, do it. I mean, it's very fascinating. Mm -hmm. But you know, we have and yeah, go ahead. And if we can try for one, if it's very, very quick, okay. um, Area code, area code two hundred one four zero six. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Okay, Um, I just wanted to say I've had the trouble with sleeping, staying asleep. And I didn't find valerian root or melatonin helpful. And I did find recently that lemon balm, there's pills for it. There's a tea, but there's two capsules I take. And oh my gosh, I sleep through the night. I'll relieve myself in the middle of the night. But oh my gosh, I get such a good night's sleep. I just wanted to share that. And also earplugs. There's earplugs with a cord. And the ends of the earplugs on the, that the cord is attached to is a little plastic piece. If you can find those. I could not believe how it blocked out the noise, like nothing I've ever had before when I was in a noisy environment and couldn't sleep. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So, is that all our time, Terry? That's that's all of them. That's all of the calls. We managed to get through them all, and you have about one minute. I'm afraid. Okay. I want everybody to think about it to try multiple things. Sleep is complex, and there are complex things that help you uh, in, you know, with insomnia, with narcolepsy, which we didn't even get to tonight, with other things. So, everyone, take care. Sleep very well. And hopefully, I we will have Phyllis back. We are planning to have Phyllis back in two weeks to talk about dreaming, and maybe we can get her to do another one on uh, what we didn't get to tonight sometime soon on other sleep practices. And and uh, I want to thank you very much, Phyllis. I want to thank Larry uh, Gassman for streaming us this evening. Um, I'm very pleased that we were able to collaborate this with the Metropolitan Washington Ear. You'll be hearing some more about that from me before too long as well. Um, and But next week, I just also want to let you know that we're going to do a beach party, and it's to celebrate both our independence and the summer. It's the Friday night of the 4th of July weekend. Uh, come by. We've got some really good surprises for it. Uh, Think about your your fun vaca- your fun summer things of the past and the fun summer things that are even more important that you're planning to do in the future. And so with that, I um, oh, there's one other thing. Um, I just want to remind everyone to check the emails that have been going out from the national office about the changes to the Alexa app because. Larry, you may know something about this, but as I recall, it changes this Sunday? Changes, I believe it's the 27th. Which is... Which oh, no, it might, the 20th? Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I mean, it changes soon. 
It changes very soon. Yeah, it's within the next few days. And you'll hear it on so, all the different uh, PSAs that we're running. Right. So be sure to listen in or to check the emails. Um, and Cindy's, uh, for those of you who don't do email, that you, that call into the number to get the uh, links. I'm sure there'll be something on there as well. And so I look forward to seeing all of you again here on Visibilities next Friday night. Have a wonderful week and good night.